Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes! Slap that bass, my boy. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Dangerous Dinners podcast. I am your host, as always, Tom Green, uh, guiding you through a deep dive into the world of fast food and guests and chat, I suppose is how I'd look at the podcast. Uh, we do this every single Thursday. We release a brand new episode every Thursday on Apple and Spotify and everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, I've not said this for a while. If you uh, have got a minute and you can go and leave a rating and review at the bottom of Apple, that would be absolutely wonderful. Thank you so very much. And um, yeah, here we go. Another episode. What's been going on? I guess things have been opening up a little bit. The world is sort of coming back to normal. I went and played golf this week. And after the round of golf, I went inside the pub. Inside the clubhouse pub. What a dream that was. It was just nice to be warm. I was sort of getting over the whole sitting outside thing. You'd go out for dinners. You wouldn't even want to be there. You'd be like freezing. But why am I here? I've got a hat on. I'm eating a lasagna in a hat. Not normal. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I'm all good. We've got a real, real fun episode for you this week because this is the second time we filmed the whole thing. This whole episode from start to finish is properly filmed, which means you can go watch all the best bits on our Twitter and Instagram page right now. Just go and search the Dangerous Dinners podcast and we come right up. It is there for you, including what happens at the end um, where we do something called the Chili Pepper Challenge. And I literally nearly poo myself. Um, we've also added something new into the podcast this week called the food section. So that's coming uh, later in the podcast. That has a little uh, jazz flute jingle for you. So watch out for that. Anyway, this week we are joined by the one, the only drummer of the biggest boy band in the world right now. It's the Vamps. Uh, Tristan Evans, he's a personal friend of mine. I've known him for years. He was actually the first ever interview I ever did when I worked on a radio station in Manchester. And then we became friends and I moved to London and we actually became pals, which is cool. So he came over to the house. We had a good old chinwag. At times, the conversation got a bit boozy. But alas, these things do happen on the Dangerous Dinners podcast. So strap yourself in and get ready to chow down with Tristan Evans. (laughs) The Dangerous Dinners Podcast with your host, Tom Green. One celebrity guest, one spin of the roulette wheel, and a tour of the best and worst takeaways, which are delivering to us tonight. What will it land on? We let fate decide. Up for grabs today, we have the poorly reviewed Kansas Fried Chicken. Everybody's favorite, Lahore Karahi. If it all goes wrong, Pizza Palace. But before we do that, it's time to meet our celebrity guest. They're famous, they're funny, and they just arrived downstairs. It's time to bring them up. Please welcome... Tristan Evans! 
How you doing? Hey man, how are you? Good. Uh, drummer extraordinaire, <laughs> and for a long time, the most famous person in my phone book. Oh, really? That is how I, how I talk We've about We've known each you. other for a long time. Yeah, we have, haven't we? It's been a while. I think it might be coming up to 10 years now. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. The Vamps, as a boy band, were a lot of my first interviews. So I used to interview guys all the time. I remember there was a stage where we just used to see each other all the time. Every, like, two or three weeks would be an interview. And that was sort of our work relationship. And then I moved down to London and we became mates. Yep. 100%. Well, I saw you mainly on nights out. Yeah. We used to always see each other outside. <laughs> one was always leaving and the other one was just coming in. We timed it perfectly. We I did. <laughs> I was going to say, this is probably the first time I spoke to you where we're both relatively well, sober. Well, I was going to say sober. But <laughs> we started early. Cheers. 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 I've got half a bottle of Prosecco to go through and you've got as many beers as my fridge will hold. Thank you. It's very good. Uh, so, Trace, welcome to the Dangerous Dinners podcast. Thank you very much for having me. When I was stalking your Twitter earlier, it said you were sunburnt, and I'm quite sad to see you roll through not oh my looking, God. <laughs> looking fine. You know what? That was the last thing I tweeted. For I don't you know, tweet that much, but that was the last thing I tweeted. People were worried, like, oh, we haven't heard anything from him since he put that tweet out. But I, yeah, it's all good. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> but oh my God, that, that weather. My, yeah. my skin's not used to it and it was just like we had that sudden burst of sun it was crazy and I was down seeing the family and I just got burnt yeah because you're from Cornwall way right you're down that neck of the woods yeah originally yeah so we've been spending some time there it's just been chill it's been really cool what does the life of a rock star drummer look like in lockdown because me and my girlfriend have spoke about you quite regularly like what do we think Tris is doing because he's either touring or he's in the box in Soho. Those are the only two locations I've ever seen you. And that was literally none of those. <laughs> Neither of the above, right? Which sucked. I love doing those things. But um, you know what? It started off pretty chill because we finished a tour and then Corona happened. And then the last place I was at was LA. We were doing some writing. We were just chilling for a bit. And then we kind of came back to London and then everyone kind of went into lockdown. Um, so we kind of, we, ha- we knew we had to finish an album. Uh, and we were doing that anyway, and we do a lot of it in our houses, in individual studios, um, and kind of send it to each other. So it was kind of, that was the plan anyway, to finish stuff that we'd written in LA and other places. So like the schedule didn't change that much because the touring was done, but it was sick kind of just to have an excuse not to go out and not to be social for a bit because it was, you know, like crazy for a long period of time. And that was the first time we've had time off and it was cool you know we took advantage of that the schedule you guys have had has been ever since i known you pretty insane Mm. like you're either touring or you're promoing or you're writing like to have this big period of time to do nothing is real unusual 100 percent. i mean I i feel like it was good for everyone just the world in general to take a step back and not relax but really kind of take more time to think to themselves and what they want in life and yeah who they are and all the stuff that happened throughout corona it gave you more kind of time to think about the good and bad things that are happening in in, in life so i feel like that was good for the world the world needed that hold on let's get deep for a second real early have you changed because of lockdown i've changed i'm my priorities are now quite different to when things well, started 
Well, this is the thing. I've not seen you now for a few years, right? So yeah. I knew you in my just moved to London party. Fresh. Fresh. Did you even have a beard? I think I did have, you a, beard. Did have a beard. Yeah. You were grown with a beard, weren't you? Yeah, I was born yeah. out my mother with a beard, ready to go. <laughs> Already chubby northern and with a beard. Fully formed. Got this hairy baby. Who's this hairy guy? <laughs> I met you or got to know you properly when I was like fresh faced in London, out partying. I did the Kiss FM evening show. Yeah. You were in a band. So it just sounds like we do nothing else other yeah. like partying and then touring. I think that's all I did though. All I did for like we two We did years, do other stuff. I, I did think. work. I think. I did a lot of radio shows. You did. But I worked seven days a week at that time. This is what was crazy about that schedule for me anyway, is I was on the radio every single day. But outside of that, I was out or sleeping. Mm. You were hustling. I was hustling, wasn't I? Mm. Yeah, 100% were. Yeah, I was going for it. No doubt about it. Oh, my God. Um, But since then, what's changed for me is, like, I found Em, who you've met tonight for the first time, my girlfriend. We got a dog. House. I I bought a house. Congratulations. Thank you. And my life feels very different, and I'm sort of happy with that. You're content. I'm real content. Good. I don't think I want to chase stuff anymore. I just want to enjoy what you have in what I have not in that I've given up that's not how I feel at all I just feel like I don't need to keep running on this treadmill at something because again without getting deep I got the job of my dreams and I wasn't happy Mm -hmm. right so when you when you have something like that in your life I think all of a sudden you realize you know what isn't isn't important and lockdown definitely taught me that you really focus on the like the quality, not the quantity of what you have, and you yeah, like like I said before, you just have more time to digest what you've done and what was bad and what was good and where you want to be in kind of ten years. For me, it was the first time to kind of really take care of, like you said, what I had already, and kind of try and make that um, you know blossom and bloom as much as I can. And that's what we did with the recent album. We kind of really f- just focused on what us four would do. And like, cause there's no one else that can actually come inside um, to like where you were living. So what else have you focused on? I mean, I've watched a lot of movies. Amen. Oh my God. Oh my God. Amen. <laughs> and conspiracies just oh. Netflix all over. Favorite conspiracy. What are you really believing right now? I'm, I'm liking the son of Sam. Oh, the sons of Sam. I watched actually, one episode sorry. last night. Yeah, How strange, new, isn't it? It's good. It's good. It gets into something like obviously deeper and Cecile Hotel because we actually were there at the same time that was happening. I don't know about this. What's this? So Cecile Hotel, you got to watch it. It was about about a woman who who goes missing in Los Angeles, and we uh, you know like look back at the date and we that was the first LA trip we went to was the t- time that this was happening. You got to watch it. I don't want to ruin it. Wow, because I can't just yeah. Son of Sam's is good. Yeah, I'm on the like the last episode of that. For people that haven't seen it, murders happening in New York mm. in the late 70s, early 80s. It's aggressive. Yeah, and the question is, have they found the right guy? Seaspiracy? Yeah, saw that, of course. You've seen everything. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's locked down. <laughs> what have you been doing, you know what? right? Because <laughs> the studio is in the house. Right. So, you know, and you can't, you can't be focusing all the time. You got to have some breaks. Yeah. So. Who do you live with? Me and Brad live together. I never knew this. Yeah. Did that always been the case? Well, yeah. I mean, it's cool because like we, you know, he has a place. Um, oh, he has a place in Birmingham as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. But in, in Cornwall uh, and he goes like, we go down and back and forth. It's kind of right. cool to have both worlds. Brad was never in our party vibe, was he? 
he probably was there, but he does this thing where he he, he runs about. Like okay. He's always kind of everywhere. Okay. I don't know. He's so social. He's just he's over there for like 10 minutes and then like you'd be like oh, okay i'll go i'll go check on brad and then you go to that conversation and he's on another one in the bar like it's kind of funny but he, he probably was there because i remember you were there a lot but i don't remember brad being there i didn't know whether he was a party guy he maybe he wasn't a party guy yeah i mean he's yeah he, he does it like a good amount of times you know he yeah. picks his battles yeah because he's got to sing a lot so he's got that pressure of kind of if we had the show the next day Sometimes when you're shouting or singing on a night out, it kind of can do some stuff, uh, bad stuff to your vocals. So sure. he's very good at that, looking after himself. And, you know, he puts health first, which is which has always been awesome. Um, and sometimes I can kind of get away with doing a little bit more liver damage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Tris, welcome to the Dangerous Dinners podcast, by the way. I feel Thank like you. we've done 10 minutes. We haven't even got going. I write an intro for all my guests. Mm. Um, do you want to hear yours? Please. Okay. Can you hear that? Yeah, that's the sounds of girls screaming because tonight we are joined by the vamp's heartthrob himself, Tristan Evans. See what I did? Music amassing 5 billion streams online. Five UK top 10s, 46 weeks in the UK top 40, a chart-topping brand new album and millions of fans around the globe. They've toured with effing Taylor Swift. They've broke records around the world. And my God, I've always said it. Their music is perfectly drummed in time. Tonight, we're joined by Tristan Evans. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, What sir. are you saying about that? Thank you, sir. I love that. That's I've... very kind of you. Thank you. Drumming's always been good. Appreciate that. <laughs> I think it's important. It's my job. I should be good at it. And those stats around the band are crazy. And I don't know if you know this. You probably do know this. But you're the only band to ever headline the O2 five years in a row. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's crazy because that was... Um, I remember one of the first shows I went to was at the O2. It was Lincoln Park. And it was so... I think life-changing because I saw them play at that scale and that many people enjoying themselves and then like it was the first time i like felt the bass from that far away it can be that loud i was like oh my god i want to play this so it was like oh just that that's that was a dream that was a dream come true what's the experience like as an artist when you're headlining the o2 <laughs> talk me through that like Pretty blurry yeah i can <laughs> joking, imagine I'm joking, I'm joking. so you you turn up you rock <laughs> up right in fact talk us through the whole day so you do you yeah. do the sound check you get all that done well, no, I feel like that's that's towards the end of the day. So wake up, you know, probably have a nice breakfast. Yeah. Get in the vibe. You're in a hotel be, nearby. I think usually London, we've kind of come to London the night before. Okay. Or if not, we'll be on the tour bus and we kind of just like spend our day just doing chill. We're probably on our own because in London we go to our houses um, and just like have a chill. Maybe have, have like the family around. That would mm -hmm. be pretty sick. And then a cool time would be... I don't know, 6, 6 p.m. So yeah. we go there, we sound check, and then um, kind of... How long's the sound check? The, uh, sound check's like 20 minutes. You run through some songs. Yeah. Kind of get like happy with our ears because ears are always different with different rooms, yeah, different venues. But um, we just like kind of like playing, kind of jam for a bit and then go for some food. Oh, How yeah. can you eat at that point? I wouldn't be able to eat. It's more think. excitement though. It's like really just excited to be there. Yeah. I'd be so nervous. I don't think I'd want to eat. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I would be nervous, but I've, I've got my like boys around me. I'm not, like, find it much easier to have my friends around me, like Brad, James and Con. Yeah. Um, like made me so much less nervous. 
to go on stage with. But there's a lot of family at the London show. Yeah. And a lot of friends. <clears throat> we usually have like a really sick night towards the end of it, but there's a lot of people you have to kind of speak to and catch up with. It's cool, but after a show, whew, it's intense. So hold on. So you do this, you do the sound check, you have your food and then your separate dressing rooms or one dressing room? No, we always keep it one dressing room, just a band. Yeah. And then we'll have uh, like tour manager or crew and they'll have their own dressing rooms. Um, but we always kind of have our our space and our time because I think that's important. You know, it's important for us to gel before yeah. we go on stage. And then call time. What? How does that? The manager walks in and goes, right, it's go time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting shivers talking yeah, about this. T- well, usually Brad at this point is is making some cocktails. Like he's actually good at making, you know, he's really good at making cocktails. Yeah. Well, he owns a bar, so he's got that in his blood. Um, or kind of putting the, someone's putting on music, which is cool. Um, and we're getting in the vibe and then the tour manager says like, you know, f- like 10 minutes till stage. And then we just kind of eventually walk down with the music still going yeah. and the U boom. Yeah. And then just feel the vibe. As soon as the intro's going, you can hear it in the ears and you can feel it like the bass. I feel like that gets people going. And then you walk out on stage and do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I miss that so much. I can imagine. It's a drug, right? That's a drug. That 100%. Having that adulation from fans in front of you must be unlike anything. Yeah. It releases, uh, what's the chemical? Not- Serotonin. Is it? Maybe, or dopamine. Dopamine, yeah. Yeah. Releases a crazy amount of that. And you can feel it, you know, you can really feel it. Um, and you can really understand when people try to like chase that high, you know, because it's such a it's such an incredible feeling. <clears throat> yeah. I understand why a lot of artists especially solo performers end up taking drugs or trying to find that feeling mm-hmm. somewhere else in their life i'm a big fan of the 1975 and i know matty healy talks about it all the time like trying to find that moment on stage outside of 100 the thing like that must be such a rush it is and uh, yeah completely understand you know when that the the feeling the adrenaline the thrill that you can't really explain um is happening for two hours or whatever, three hours, and then that curtain comes down, and then yeah. you know there's this thing called a runner, uh, where you where you kind of get on the tour bus and leave the venue before there's any traffic, yeah. So you can get you know to keep on schedule, and the space where you leave the stage and are in the ho- hotel is sometimes like ten minutes, and you you'll be in the hotel room on your own. So the crazy what I felt weird on tour especially was. You know, having that mad rush, you know, like playing an arena that's crazy. You got all these people screaming your song and then it ends and then you kind of are rushed out, rushed back to the hotel. Um, and then you're in the hotel room like 10 minutes after that's all ended. I can mm. understand 100% why you wouldn't not want to chase that high. There's a juxtaposition there, right? Yeah. And obviously people like struggle with trying to keep that high. Yeah. But you need to, you know, try your hardest to separate that and real life how do you not motivate yourself to do these jobs but i always wonder with artists right when i leave work or when i had a like a normal job when i worked at a bar i'd leave and go right i made 80 quid tonight do you walk off stage and go right i made x amount tonight do you know do you have that for you don't have to tell me the figure but do you know that um yeah i'm always i think we're all quite I think you have to be on top of you know business yeah. and all the figures. Hundred percent, you've got to be aware of what you're 
what you're there for and and also you know make sure it's it's worth you know self-worth i think yeah. it's so important to know what you're bringing to the table and it needs to be equal to that but we never do anything for you know the money no like, we're never thinking oh i'm just on the stage because of money because that's that's never ever happened to us you know it's always been about partying with the people who want to be there no corporate gigs for the money um no corporate i mean like we do some like um gigs for friends and stuff yeah. in the past but they no, no corporate you know gigs that would be weird i'll take that as a yes to playing my wedding not that 100%. we're engaged oh no like we play you know like hopefully we'll play in james's wedding he hasn't asked us yet <laughs> <laughs> you know things like that yeah i love to do and we played a little bit of our manager's wedding that was nice joe yeah that is nice yeah he's married now congrats joe i know congrats now we are so deep in the podcast already and we've we've barely got going in terms of what the podcast is here for <laughs> behind me there's a roulette wheel a giant roulette wheel of the worst and best rated takeaways in the local area tristan we're going to find out what you're having for dinner tonight lovely okay okay i'm going to give this a little spin whatever it's whatever away it, baby whatever it lands on is yours do you want to count me in uh three a two a one a spin <laughs> I do like. <laughs> <laughs> so that will have been beeped for the uh, podcast audience, but we're going to have a very well-known fried chicken spot. I'm going to fire 100%. my phone your way and you can have whatever the hell you like. I'm what are you getting? Philip Burger meal. Standard. You know what I mean? Chips and a drink. Yeah. Some water though. Keeping hydrated. You bought some water. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to get a large popcorn chicken meal. I used to have the popcorn uh, snack box yeah. in college. That's a good order. Boom. I'm going to press that. The That's chips. coming from there. That's £14. Place order. <laughs> I agree. I always find it weird when you're on the apps and the apps go, we, we don't deliver to schools. What a weird <laughs> message to give. That is weird. I've never seen that. We don't deliver to school. I've Stop. never seen that. Though. All right. Well, I'm not at school. <laughs> Uber Eats. Back off. Um, yeah, cool. We're ordered. Boom. <laughs> That's going to be quite quick as well. Boom, um, boom, boom. Right. So there we go. The food's ordered tonight. We're getting on the way. The whole idea of the podcast is I've got until the food turns up to really get to know you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Firstly, I want to say congrats on the new album, Cherry Blossom. Thank you very much. Um, a little lockdown album, but it doesn't it sound like it was a lockdown album. It sounds like you've been writing that for a little while. Yeah, it was kind of half and half. We um, we started writing it in, well, on tour, I think, just kind of as you're going. Um, and it was a kind of collection of songs that had been building up for the last two, two years before it came out. Um, and then we went to LA and we went to New York and other places. Um, I kind of started writing there for a little bit and then lockdown hit and then we finished it individually in in each of our like houses which was quite cool so it was kind of half and half a lockdown album yeah. but we definitely finished it in lockdown on zoom calls and stuff and yeah it was just uh it was a really cool album to get out for us i feel you know it was different the sound was different and we went in a different direction than we usually would have um and there's a reason yeah because there's a reason it sounds different it's because it's all you guys yeah 100 percent. that i think unless people know about music industry and how it all works is maybe you think okay well it's always been you guys but in the past you'd have worked with other people and you'd have had co-writers mm. and maybe i don't know brought outside songs in i don't know if that's what you used to do but this was all you from start to finish 100 percent. we've always been involved um but the 
the songs kind of that make the, it sound a little bit different are the ones that we've collaborated with other people like DJs and other producers and um, but we worked with like um, a like really small selection of producers we produced a lot of ourselves but we worked as well with um, a, jo- a Jordan, Ry- Jordan Riley mm-hmm. and Lost Boy mm-hmm. a couple of producers that we like um, but yeah we really focused on making this our our kind of album yeah just the way we wanted it um and we did which is sick it's a big deal to go to a record label and say we're gonna do this on our own this time Hmm. how did that go i I feel like uh, from the past four albums we've kind of built a relationship with our label 100 percent, and we respect them so much they're they're great to us Uh, the thing is they were like trusting us a little bit more i think yeah with what we were doing and we had a vision and they obviously we didn't um exclude them at all we included them and they were all part of the marketing process everything else that comes with it um but we really kind of focused in on just the art of the album you know the artwork and it was the first time we went on the cover which was quite cool we yeah. really liked that we didn't want to be on the cover we wanted kind of a logo that symbolized the album as it was and we found this sick um artist called Piatra. And he's so cool. He's so talented and not many people know about his art. So we kind of found him and um, we wanted to, him to do our artwork, all of the album, all of the internal leaflets and everything. Wow. You know? And all of the kind of teasers and everything else that comes with kind of when it comes to prom- promoting the single. A lot of trust though in you guys to let you take that away. Like that's built up over years and years of you sort of proving you can do your thing, right? Did you feel any pressure on okay this album needs to perform we, we push to have this our own thing yeah 100 percent um there's always pressure that comes with those things especially when you start a new album but for us it was always an album that we didn't chase any kind of hit or we didn't chase any kind of top radio play we just wanted to release um what simplifies us at the time and kind of setting a new trend of what's what's to come in the future uh, of the vamps you know future albums definitely heading in a direction that's different but it's really exciting for us and hopefully it'll be exciting for the fans but i think that was cherry blossom was the crossroads where it changed yeah and i think it's a really important album for us do you feel like you are growing up as a band do you feel like you're taking your sound in a different direction because you guys are getting older probably but i think um the music is getting towards more of the like the music musical roots that we had as kids mm-hmm. and more heavier stuff yeah i think we've always been a fan of alternative music and you know more bandy sounding stuff but we also love the edm sound that we've you know we've done before and i love hip-hop you know the trap music trend i really like yeah um all the things that are going on in the world like we all love i think it will be whatever the music will be whatever it is at the time you know, there's no kind of pattern or plan, specific plan of where we're going to be in 10 years. I think it's just going to naturally happen. How do you tell one of the band if you're not feeling a song? I would find that so difficult. If you, if, if Brad brings this idea and he's like, do a bit of weird bad boop. And you're like, oh my God, that is, <laughs> That's a hit. That is, a, that is not a hit, Brad. <laughs> I think that is less than one out of 10. Do you have to be diplomatic or are you so close now that you're like, nah, that's not happening. I think we yeah we'd say it in like a nice way like not, not like, nah <laughs> that's not happening. You know what I mean? We just you know I, I don't think this is the best stuff or we really kind of, I think it's important to like amplify the good stuff instead yeah. of just saying what's bad. I think that's just 
let's just focus on this one because this one's dope and it's like a different vibe. You know, I think that's quite important way of going about it. But we never, you know, there's nothing that the, the dudes do that I hate 100% and I hope it's the same for them. <laughs> uh, but you never know. But um, like if someone is acting up, not that they do, or if someone's kind of, you know, it's not the favorite of the band we'll yeah. tell them 100% that's important though right yeah what do you think if the band was to say this is Triss's annoying trait what would they pull up about you um I mean to be honest I'm not the only one in the band that does this but I'm quite late all the time okay like, I'm never really well I'm always like on time tonight I was on time you were bang on time um well the time that i was planning to get here yeah um but usually on tour i think we're a little bit more relaxed and uh when it comes to studio sometimes we just turn up a little bit late but um i reckon um, james is on time yeah james is on time. he strikes me as on time it's worrying if he's not on time yeah there's been one time where in spain where we, he didn't make uh didn't make lobby call he, he did nothing wrong because he set his alarm an hour later but he didn't get up and he didn't come we thought he was like oh my god what's happened yeah something really bad's happened to james we were panicking man like it was crazy but it was the only time he was late <laughs> um that's the only time he's really been late and it was by accident so what's the latest you've ever been to promo not turned up wow <laughs> nah. that's annoying no 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 not on purpose not on purpose we're actually quite good we've got you know a crew that keep us on time i had a two and a half hour wait for Zayn Malik. Ugh, damn. That guy. Zayn Malik, two that guy. But you know what? He was so on form when he was there. Good. Oh, he, he turned up correct. He turned up more than correct. Nice. He turned up with stories. He turned up with jokes. He turned up with hilarity. It was when he released Pillow Talk. Okay. So it was that first post One Direction. That was a good song. I like that song. Pillow Talk. But I think Zayn, mm. out of all the boys, has done... Oh, it's hard because Harry's music's so good right now. Yeah, um, he's smashing it, isn't he? Zane, but Zane stayed real cool. I feel. I worry about. Do you? Do you? Do you, are you? Do you know much about One Direction? Are you into that or? Um, to be honest, I, I wouldn't like like do well in a test. <laughs> yeah, if, if we're gonna do One Direction. Well, test, I've actually got no, a yeah, One Direction go, quiz yeah. here for you. No, we bumped into Nile in a couple times at like shows and yeah, um, um yeah, like here and there. But I don't, we don't know the boys, no. Niall's a big golfer and I'm into my golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that. I don't know. I just feel I'm worried about Zayn because Zayn hasn't performed live in so long. And I know mm. he struggles with mental health and I really want to see him perform mm. live. Yeah. I, this is not really a question, 100%. I suppose. No, it's, it's so, you know, it's obviously extremely difficult working with anxiety and whatever, you know, he struggles with it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure he, he, he would love to play a massive show in front of fans. and Yeah. It would be really awesome, you know. One day, you know, hopefully if he'll feel comfortable enough to do something like that. In fact, let's go down this route very quickly. One Direction had a fame unlike anything, mm -hmm. like unreal. How do you find fame? Um, I mean, it was it was just weird because I feel it happened quite earlier on in our lives, especially Connie was fifteen. So, yeah. Um, I find it I find it strange in parts when people actually want to take a picture with you or they're following you or I don't know they speak in they speak to you in a certain way that's a way that you, I'd speak to someone that I kind of admire and that's yeah. just weird kind of feeling someone does that to you um and then, then there's obviously times where I'm I'm quite a 
you know, I keep myself to myself. I'm really kind of have a small friend group that I really trust and yeah. I keep them close to me. And, um, you know, I love my family, but like something I also struggle with uh, going to like, I don't know, Sainsbury's yeah. and them not like expecting you to be in Sainsbury's. <laughs> yeah. And, and then they want to like take a picture with you um, when you're just looking like pure shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, and then you see that picture online and I feel like that's, you can definitely see where the kind of social anxiety comes from with all these social media platforms where yeah. it just goes on there straight away and people tag them and people copy them and, and all of a sudden there's there's like 10 accounts with that picture, yeah, which sucks. But I feel like also that's made me realize that I don't care about that anymore. I don't, it doesn't bother me seeing a, if someone snapped a picture of um, me in pajamas, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind anymore because I feel like I've been through it and I've just been like, right, okay, it's not the end of the world. Have you ever said no to a photo? Beyond. Not like voluntarily. Okay. I think like if we have to go, we have to go. Yeah. Like, and our tour manager will take us out. <laughs> um, get him out of here. Um, no, I've never said no to a photo. Of course, I love taking photos. Yeah. I would find it, I think I'd find it, I mean, it literally has never happened to me. I got stopped once in the gym. I actually, did you? I actually, yeah, I actually did. I what actually, did they say? They said, this guy came over. I was, I never go to the gym. Okay. I was at the gym. This guy came over and said, hey. I said, hello, how are you? And he said, are you Tom Green from the radio? And I said, yes, I am. He said, can I have a photo? I said, yes, you can. And we Ooh. got a photo. But we were also, what makes this so unrock and roll and cool is you imagine like, hey, I bet you were hanging out in like the Soho house. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was in the leisure center in tooting <laughs> like, it was like it's always the weirdest places isn't it the not rock and roll places not ro i was just oh. chilling out in the in the leisure center that i'd actually got free membership to because i'd done a tweet about them hey it's true <laughs> i did the tweet uh yeah that's when i got stopped what's the weirdest place you've ever been stopped oh um toilets must the be loo strange. i was just yeah. about to say yeah the toilet uh that was a funny one um I mean, just just the odd places. We we go like to the craziest places in the middle of nowhere. It's here, boom. The food is here. Hold on, hold on. Hold Let's on, hold go. Ah, oh, I am hungry. Do you have? Yes, cheers, bro. Thanks. You got ketchup. Pardon? You got ketchup. I got ketchup ready to go. Look at my this, man. my guy. Thank you, sir. Rack 'em and stack 'em, my boy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
question. Yeah. Um, do you put your tomato ketchup in the fridge? <laughs> I saw you tweet about this. Was that me? Was that Con? Or did I tweet about it? And if it was Con, you retweeted it. That's it. Um, tomato sauce for me will go in the fridge if I have space. If I don't, I'm very calm about having that in the cupboard. So you have the choice and you put it in the fridge. If I had the choice, I would fridge it. because no, why? disgusting. That's not disgusting, my guy. Well, like, okay, so the majority of meals you eat with ketchup are hot, right? Yeah. So why would you, why would you cool it down? <laughs> that is such a good point. I hadn't even thought about that till now. I don't have an answer for that. What I am going to do, though, is I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to turn you out. I'm going to crank you up because you're a little bit quieter than I am. So, talking about fame, you've not seen your foreign fans in a while. Yes. Which I imagine they are so unhappy about because they're also some of the most passionate fans, your foreign fans, mm-hmm. right? Especially your fans in Southeast Asia. Yeah, hundred percent. They um they're always good to us. We've always been going to Asia, Australia, um, and South America. That they've kind of always been, um, you know, crazy for the vamps. So we try and make it back as much as possible. Yeah. So as soon as we can. Uh, we're, we're there 100% we'll do it either a cherry blossom album tour or if it's in a bit while we'll do um, just I don't know just a general tour but yeah. we'll definitely be there it's so fun I miss it I miss the culture yeah the food oh my god I went round I did the gap year thing so I did like Thailand when did you do that so when I finished uni I, I did Vietnam Southeast Asia Thailand so good Tha- oh, I love Thailand I love unbelievable Thailand. It's beautiful. Thai Islands or Bangkok? Islands. Yeah, always, right? Well, I haven't been to Bangkok. No, I have I, You'd have had to. I have had to, to fly Bangkok, in yeah. there. I have been. But I haven't experienced Bangkok. Yeah. In like Hangover Part 2 way, which I want to. Kosan Road. That's, yeah. That's where that happens. That's like the backpacker road. That's where we stayed. Fuck yeah. Kosan Road. It's crazy in a way that's not very British, obviously. Um, they have curfews. So you What's part, the curfew? I reckon it's like 2 a.m. Just as you're getting started. Just as it's getting going. What's it like? It must have been very weird to step off the plane somewhere like that and have people know who you are. That must be a weird vibe. I've always find it crazy, but um, it's, a good, it's, it's a good thing. You know, it's like, it's just the power of the internet for me. Yeah. I feel for the vamps, um, for the international kind of, um, you know, fans. It's definitely been uh, because of the internet. Yeah. Because it's so easy to ac- access things, whatever, made wherever. You know, uh, I think that's super important for people growing. I don't know businesses or um, a band or music things that they want to get out of there. It's just the internet's such a powerful thing. Yeah. And it, you know, you you see people being known to the world in a space of twenty four hours. Yeah. It's just. It's mad. The internet's a weird place as well, I feel, for like... I feel like we've not really got there either in terms of what's going to happen. You know this as well as I do. Right now, we're in a world where social media numbers mean more than anything, right? So the first question you get asked anywhere is, how many followers you got? You know, what's Mm. your... How many people watching you on TikTok, right? But under that analysis, Zoella would be the biggest TV presenter in the UK right now. But she's not. There's these two different worlds that exist. There's ITV daytime, and then you've got these massive people online who have these followings, but 
my mum doesn't know who they are. Yeah. And that's so strange, isn't it? So strange. Because I think, especially, I think you guys sometimes, especially when I started with, with you, is you sometimes fell into that, into that gap because we would play you on the radio stations I was at. But like at the time, I, th- I don't think Capital played you or Radio 1 did play you, but then you'd fill the O2. Yeah. And it'd be like... Yeah, I still don't understand how it works. Success comes in so many different ways, especially with music. I feel there's so many different sections in music that you can have be successful in. You know, there's artists where they do really well with radio. There's artists where they do really well with the charts, but then yeah. there's also artists that do really well, like certain streaming platforms and then like touring. It's just so many different worlds um, that you kind of... Um, I think it's important to focus on your lane and focus on the ones that your fan base kind of gravitate towards. I think for us, it's definitely touring and streaming. Yeah. Um, and that's there's a reason for that, and we don't know the reason, but I think that there are patterns in each and every artist where, you know, someone can have a massive, massive hit, but you know, don't do a big show or like tour arenas, yeah. but can't get on the radio. It's yeah. just weird how it happens. And who knows why that happens, but... But it's true though, isn't it? You you would get artists, like some artists will be the biggest tune of the summer, yeah. right? Will be the big... Everyone knows the song. They don't get anyone at a show. Yeah. People don't care about that artist. Yeah. I think when you look at artists, it's, it's the reason where you kind of like them. Some are, some people just like them because they're music, but they wouldn't want to go see them live. Yeah. Well, some, some people have heard, oh my God, they put on a crazy show, but I haven't heard them for a while. Yeah. But still kind of go to the show. I think it's just what you like. Be honest with me. Mm. Do you care about radio play and playlists? I think there's always goals and aims. Yeah. That you want to... Yeah, I'd love to be played on that radio station. Every, every little helps. Yeah. And whoever want to plays the vamps, you know, get involved, of course. We'll, we'll, we'll love you for it. But it's never been a... Uh, we've never relied on that. We've always kind of relied on the core fan base to kind of take it places you know they always take it places that we never expect and we kind of owe it all to them because they're the people who are really getting it out there which is cool um but yeah of course things like that you as an artist you like yeah you'd like your uh, music to get played on radio but it's not you know it's not the the focus especially not with the fans you have yeah i don't think you need it well i mean you prize hard isn't it I mean, like the fa- the fans have kind of proven that in a way because they do show up to the show show up to the show even if we haven't released a song for like two years. So it's pretty cool. Normally, with this podcast, we basically start at someone's the start of someone's life, and then we work the way through gradually, right? But with you, because I, I know you, it hasn't really gone like that. And I do want to talk about the start of the band and where it all began because it's a weird one. The Vamps, you didn't all start together at the same time. Right, how did you met them on the train? Mm. You so there was this is so good. You enjoying the KFC? Yeah, oh my god! Yes. Basically, how did the band start? You met them on the train. You finish this. All right. So um, James met Brad. Uh, who do I look at? <laughs> you just wondering I about the kitchen? Right now. <laughs> oh shit! You could have told me you wanted someone. I could have passed it. I can't like pour. You poured. You didn't pour me enough last night. Uh, you... I really want to make sure. I <laughs> yeah. <one. laughs> so yeah, James started writing with Brad. Um, then I did meet Brad on the train, but I knew I was meeting him on the train. That was like that's the poor I'm looking. That's for. good. That's, Happy that's New Year! I haven't seen you since New Year. Happy yeah, New Year! Happy New Year! Um, but yeah, so we started writing the three of us, put some covers on YouTube. They got some views, and we kind of signed a deal. 
release some music and yeah been sick ever since it's been like, going ever it's been, since it's been fun it's been sick what was the graph like in those early years were you doing the turning up to gigs and no one being there sort of 100 percent. i think we did that mainly individually like as he they were in solo art they were doing their solo artists thing i was yeah. in like a couple bands we were just playing so many shows that was like no one would show up and it was shit um but it was kind of really good experience yeah fun to play i think you need that as a musician to really kind of just play loads of crap shows that no one really shows up to so you realize yeah. what people actually want you know um so we did so many pub gigs and tiny gigs like our families would be the only one there yeah old man is dog vibes <laughs> um and then we did a couple of shows you know uh that were bad like that was small and just no one there but yeah. then we kind of built a following and built a following on youtube started small uh did a couple small shows people turned up which is cool and then just released uh well can we dance around that uh and that was the time and then it flew and we were still quite young there if you think about it. we were just literally out of school so it was still kind of in the not really expecting much but not really realizing the power of the internet at that time. God, can we dance as if that was your first single? Yeah, mad. That was so long ago. It's just in my head right now, in a loop. Yeah. Sing it. Baby, can we dance? Is that how it goes? What's it? I feel like Brad would have done that better than me. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, everyone has their own. Should, should, we, should we do a rendition now where you drum it and I'll sing it? Are you ready? Hmm. How do you want to do this? Do you want to drum me in and I'll just start? You got the lyrics, yeah? I got the lyrics, yeah. One, two, three, four. I talk a lot of when I'm drinking, baby. I know I go a little too fast. Don't mind all my friends. I know they're crazy, but they're the only one that I have. I know I don't know you, but I'd like to skip the soul to a romance, girl. That's all I got to say, cause baby, can we dance? Wow. You went on a crazy one on that third. <laughs> what? I that. that was good. No, what nothing happened. happened. You did you, and I love that. I don't think I know what it went like in the middle of the chorus. Oh, I miss playing live. I bet you. I can't wait. <laughs> that must have been a flashback, right? It was, yeah. Very similar. <laughs> Those drunk Brad gigs <laughs> when he forgot the chorus. Uh, you know what? It's nice to hear that song being sung to me again. Thank you. No, no worries, man. Um, do you remember the moment where things started to feel like they might be working for the band? Um, I feel when we um, when we started doing covers, uh, then got a little bit of like attraction. Yeah, which was cool. We we were thinking maybe people are into this. That's quite cool. And then uh, when we went on tour for the first time, uh, that's when you kind of see some trickle of money come through. Mm. And um, I mean, it was quite cool to be paid for doing something that we just enjoy doing and we still just love doing it you know it's not a job for us never will be so yeah i feel like around that time the first album is when we really realized you know the kind of what we could do and with everything going on with uh instagram and facebook at the time or twitter was the main one we kind of just took advantage of that and tried tried our best yeah um talking about the money starting to roll in hmm what was the first outrageous thing that you you bought i think uh as a band we went out 
to a club and spent a little bit of money when we kind of started earning a little bit and we were we were just saying look we need to enjoy this as well so the four of us I think barely legal at the time um, went out and just had a big night just kind of spent money that way and then hold on where did you go London I think it was uh, yeah London it was London yeah because we were still in London um, can you can you throw a figure out there oh no I, I can't it was I can't remember I can't remember <laughs> it are was we talk, in are the we, thousands yeah obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah more than was, 10 no 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 but um just doing things like that like with friends just kind of celebrating that way yeah um i mean buying a house i guess congrats that was that i saved money money up for that yeah because i always wanted a house in london so i got that nice. and i guess that was yeah the first big spend yeah so you're not into your watches or your cars or you know what i'm not i, I like it i like the vibe and i yeah. love people spending money on what they enjoy it's never been about cars for me. It's never been about um, watches. For some week, like I never wear them, but I love jewelry. Like yeah. I do, I do like jewelry. Um, I like. Brad's clothes. a car guy, isn't he? Brad loves car. James is a massive car guy. Yeah. Yeah. What's James he loves got? his cars. James has got um, a Range Rover Discovery. I think. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. The big juicy one. Yeah. It's big. It's nice. That's it's a nice really car. cool. It's he likes really his watches cool as well. I he think. loves his watches, and so does Brad. And I think Con enjoys it as well. I love food. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love food. <laughs> I love good food. You're a fan of Pakistan, um, aren't you? I, I do that. like Pakistan, yeah. Uh, but I, I I like food, just kind of trying different food from different places, yeah. different cultures. That's why I love trying different food on tour because you get all these different dynamic ranges of foods and it's just incredible to taste. So I think like if there's a time where I'm spoiling the like my friends around me or like me i definitely get involved with some good food yeah you know what i mean and talking about food it's time for this food it's the food section food jingle means Tristan it's time for the food section of the podcast it's a, it does sound a bit like that I suppose the jingle <laughs> um, we got a lot of feedback on the podcast that we weren't talking about food enough oh a lot of people were quite angry with the podcast okay yeah so imagine the scene Tris you've committed an awful crime yeah I don't know what the crime is I do it's a murder okay you murdered Brad okay I always knew he wasn't that good at singing <laughs> you killed him and you're on death row. You're going down. I come in. I'm the prison officer. And I say, hey man, it's your death day tomorrow. I don't think it goes like this, but they say that. What was your last meal? I'd ask you, like, is there something going on with the way you asked it? It's Sorry. Very weird. It was quite, quite romantic. Suspicious. No, no, it was more like you're getting held, like, held up with no. a gun <laughs> to the back That's of your head. Not- just my bad acting. What's my last meal? Starter mains dessert. Okay. Uh, is there any budget? No budget. What's no, the budget? No, there's no budget. Okay. Do you think there is a budget on these things there in jail? Will be. I'm there sure will be. There has to be. There's well, no budget for you. All right, okay. Um, I'll probably start off with... Uh, I'm going to go healthy on this this star. It's a duck salad. Okay. Yeah. It's a duck salad. We're starting with a duck salad. Is that from any specific restaurant? Or? I'm going to take it from Hakusan, you know. I'm going to okay, take it from Hakusan. 
Um, then as like a kind of pre-main, I'm gonna get fillet of fish from McDonald's, just on the side, with like extra tartar sauce. Yep. So you do that. But maybe you eat it with your hands, maybe you eat it with knife and fork. Like, it depends what the vibe is. Yeah. Um, You're a fillet of fish guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I hope they don't cancel that, because it's been taken off a couple of the menus, and I'm just not, it's not, it shouldn't happen. No. Fillet of fish, come on. Stick about. Well, it's been going on for a while. It's been going since the 20s, I hear. Mm. Right. Uh, mains, I'd probably go for something a little bit surf and turf, like a lobster. If it's my last one, you got to go out. Yeah. You know, hard. So, lobster. Yeah. Um, Boiled. Fried. I don't, I don't know. Surprise me. Mm. I'd ask them to surprise me. Yeah. And then sticky toffee pudding. Last one. What yeah. a dish. Yeah. So you're going to start with a duck salad from I'd ask for maybe side of macaroni cheese as well. Yeah, we can do that. So we're going to start with a duck salad with a side of fillet of fish. Something yeah. no yeah, one yeah, has yeah. ever you said. Got it, you got it. But it, has, yeah, it comes after the start, so you don't get tempted. Okay. Because it will, it will fuck with the palate. Sure. And then you're going to get a lobster, but you want it surf and turf style. So you want a steak with it or just straight up lobster? Just big lobby. Okay, cool. So big lobster up in there. Not bothered how you have it. Uh, and then you want a mac and cheese on the side. And then for pudding, you're going to have a sticky toffee pudding. Oh, it's a good order. What are you drinking? Moretti. Okay. Going out with a bang. That's a really good order, man. What about you? Um, I didn't expect you to ask me. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So to start in my final meal, I'm going to have... Okay. So there's a restaurant in Portugal in the Algarve. Okay. Cool. Oh, shit. Dos Passos is called. I didn't know we were going international. No, but I need the food from this restaurant. Cool. So, so it's flown in. It's flown in. So, you, so they, you're, you need to request a, a PJ, right? Yeah, a week in advance. So I'm going to request the prawns from Dos Passos to start. They are massive. They're in a tray. They're full of garlic and like oil. I'm going to have that to start. For main, I'm going to have the... I'm going to have a big bowl of mussels. Nice. White, you got your seafood. I do, in a white wine sauce. On the side, I'm going to have a garlic bread from Guy's Thatched Hamlet in Preston. Okay, so you know you know when I said, like, I returned the question, you look surprised because yeah. you didn't have an answer. You had the, like, the answer. Me and Emma thought about that. You Me and Emma thought about that. Yeah. Guys, that's Hamlet garlic bread and the pudding. I'm going to have a sticky toffee pudding as well. Hey, joining me on that. With cream and ice cream. Oh, both? Yeah, man. Okay. We yeah, I'd try both as well. Just do it. Do you reckon we'd be able to dine together if we, like, similar crimes, similar time, similar yeah. schedule? I'd like, yeah. Both dying the next day. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow? I think I'm going to die. <laughs> That'd be sad. Hey, misery loves company. It'd be a good way to go together, wouldn't it? No. Um, favorite restaurant in London? Oh, you know what? I do. I like VQ restaurant just because it's always open late night. I don't know this. VQ restaurant, London. It's like open, like, I think 24 hours or something. That's sick. Um, VQ, I'm Googling it. But if it's like a big, big night, you're like spending some money. Yeah. Um, I do like Hakkasan. You do, don't you? Yeah. It's, oh, it's just good. Vibey Chinese food. Yeah. Is how I describe it. It's uh, oh, it's beautiful. Like the atmosphere in there as well, the incense sticks, yeah. the low lit. It's, it's very important. V what is VQ though? Before we move on, um, 
It is. Um, Where is it? I don't know. They do like the food that you want at 4 a.m. It's in Fulham, Fulham Road. Yeah, Fulham. Oh my god, there's loads of them. Yeah, VQ Chelsea, VQ Oldgate, just VQ. Okay, offering 24 hour eating and drinking. There you go. And drinks. Yeah. yeah. I once um, tw- duck and waffle in London's also 24 hours. Yeah, that's that's another one. That's another. I haven't been there. Yet. That's good. That's, that's one of my favorite ones. Final um, question right. in the food section. You're on the M1. It's a great motorway. You pull off uh, at services and you're going to get a meal deal. Cool. Talk me through your meal deal order. What type of meal? Where are we going? Because there's so many meal deals. Give me the ideal meal deal. All right. We're going to go to Sainsbury's or WH Smith, right? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smith's. Well, something like that. Okay. Well, I'm talking meal deal. Of we're course. getting a deal no, no, here. We're, on like, the we're same saving page. money. There's there's clearly a reason I'm going looking for a meal deal, mm-hmm. right? The um, vamps have fallen on hard times. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm looking for a BLT sandwich. Okay. Uh, Monster Munch pickled onion. Great. Great. And depending on what's the vibe, a Red Bull or a water or maybe... <laughs> You're turning things up with a Red Bull. I don't think it's included in the meal deal. I reckon there's a generic energy drink. Rock star energy there. Maybe an energy there. drink, but maybe just a uh, just stick it with the water. I only drink, yeah, a lot of water. Right. Water and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the end of the food section of the podcast. I feel like it's strange that we've done so much of the podcast and we've not spoke about something I never knew, which is that you open for Taylor Swift. Back in the day, yeah. That's insane. Tell me about that. It was crazy. Um, It was it was only London shows. We we did four shows with her in London, which were incredible. London yeah. O2. I think it was one of the first times we'd actually played the O2, so it was like almost like a dream come true. She's incredible. She was a massive influence to her, just the way she acted, just the way she acted around her team. Yeah, what she like. I've never met her. Incredible. I think she's inspiration to what artists should look up to be like, you know, the way she treats people yeah. just in general, you know. You know who else is like that? Who? Harry Styles. Is he? Oh. That's good. That's good. I love that I guy. think he's so important. I think everyone is there either doing a job that they love or hate but they're still there and people you know we're all equal and people need to be treated that way and and she gives off that vibe what's the best memory from that whole period of coming up through the band what's when you're on your deathbed sorry to talk about death it's all right you love it don't you don't know why i love it so much something i don't know why you can't have never gonna die (laughs) what is the story you're gonna tell your grandson hey you'll never believe granddad Tris did this the point where we were on the tour bus and we got told like the tours sold out yeah first like, big tour we put on and it just sold out it was cool i think that was the moment when i was like oh my god that's so like, I'm proud of us as you know four dudes just kind of trying to live their dream where did you find that out that was on the tour bus in the middle of a tour so in we put on a, we put on the um the extended part of the tour, the bigger tour on sale when we were playing shows. So it was kind of a sick night because we just went out and celebrated afterwards. Yeah. What's the biggest gig you've played? Uh, I think it was in, I think it was in Mumbai, you know. Really? I think it was, it was, yeah, it was big. It was awesome. Um, so many people. Global Citizen. That was, yeah, that was the biggest show. I think 110,000. What? Yeah. 
Wild. Couldn't see the, the first time I actually couldn't see the end of the crowd. It was weird. Did you get up at the end and really embrace that after the show? Did you stand there like, you love me? Yeah. Well, no, not like, you love me. But like, <laughs> I was appreciating. That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. No, I was appreciating them. We were, you love me. Yeah, yeah. You love me. <laughs> you better fucking love me. Um, I would just, be a rubbish rock star. <laughs> nah, you'd be amazing. Thanks, man. We we just kind of were in awe with everyone that turned up. We were, it was with Jay Z as well, so Jay Jay Z was playing. Wow, um, and that was just so cool for us uh, to share the stage with that man. Like, yeah, legend. Um, from one Jay to another Jay, mm. from Jay Z to James from the Vance. Yeah, natural move. Um, he, went, <laughs> he went on. I'm a celeb. He did. Yeah. How did he tell you guys that he was doing that? Did he call you up individually? Because hold on, wasn't that in the middle of a tour? <laughs> so uh, I think I mean he's, He'd been asked to do it for a while And he, he, yeah. it's something that he'd wanted to do So He did it I think we were breaking from tour And we have a group text That we just text things Like if we're going to do something individually yeah. then We'll just check it, check it out with everyone So he was like Oh are you guys all good with me going on celeb And I was like yeah fine All oh, good whatever. Excited to see it First time I'd see, I've seen it all the way through no way yeah first time i've seen it so i enjoyed it like i generally enjoyed the whole experience and um super proud of him and he smashed it and it was just weird seeing him on tv i felt lazy i felt like i didn't show up for work or something it's a good show though right yeah um would you do anything like that i'm very to myself like i love my own space my chill space yeah with the people kind of around me that i trust um and I kind of don't let a lot of my personal life out there. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think that's out of all the shows to do. I think I'm a Celeb is the best one to do. It's a great show. It's an amazing show. I just feel like, um, I don't know. I don't like people. Oh, it's just an intense show. A lot of people watch it. You know yeah, what I mean? of course. And it puts you in that whole kind of category of... You're a celeb then. <laughs> well, recognized, recognized, recognized even more. You know, I saw yeah. it with James. It was... It, it's crazy you know i can get away with going to sainsbury's but if i go there with brad or like james after the i'm a celeb it was a different situation yeah, you know of course. So it's, it comes with a burden you know it comes with that type of fame um which is something you have to think about now before you go today because we're coming to the end of the dangerous Dreams podcast i've got a game to play with you so welcome to the chili pepper challenge this is how we're going to start wrapping up the podcast going forward in front of you is the hottest chilies you can legally buy in the uk really <laughs> And I've got five of the hardest questions I could come up with. Uh, okay? Okay. I'm going to ask you them one by one. I mean, this is like, <laughs> look at that. Like, that that's guy. not a chili. That's a pepper. That that's guy. a big pepper. What? How are you meant to bite down on that? That's going to get you. Uh. You can either answer the question or you can take a bite of a chili. A bite. Yeah, a little bite. Whatever you want. Um, could we grab a, a a little bit of milk ready to go? Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> um, are you getting involved with this, or is this? No, just these me? are just yeah, questions this for you. Just me, of course. This is just yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. This is just you. <laughs> um, and remember, it's a civilized bite. Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of I, I do like chili. I okay, like great. Chili, but I'm not I'm not like good with spice, spice. But I love spice, but I don't like spice, spice, spice. Okay, there's some milk for you. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, Trace, welcome to the Chili Pepper Challenge. Question one. Yeah. You don't have to eat the chili if you answer the question. Just think about it like that. Cool. Question one. Have you ever had a romantic experience with a fan? I have not. 
Really? Ever? No. No. Not well. I mean, they might. They're not like a fan, like a fan fan. Sure. Um. I mean, they like the music. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> but um, <laughs> especially afterwards, yeah. am I right? A bounce, a wow, wow, but a uh, wow. But no, 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 because our fans, our fans are quite young. They you are, know, they so. are young, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Good answer. There you go, baby. Question two: Who's your least favorite member of the band? <laughs> you know, I love, I love them all, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna not answer it and take a chill. It's, I, I love them all. That's my answer, but I'm gonna fucking do this anyway. How is it? Oh, it was a little bit. It wasn't crazy, but it was nice. Yeah? All the afterburn. It gets you afterwards. Yeah. Number three. Which artist in the UK right now do you think, even though they're very successful, my God, they're overrated? I just don't want any beef. <laughs> I don't want beef. Like, you know, you say this stuff. I know. We're looking for the clickbait. Hot, she's hot, she's hot, she's hot. Um, she's we've, hot. We've already got one more question on this. What? You'll escape it. Um, who do you think is going to be the first to leave the band and do a solo project? Oh. <laughs> 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 mm. Um, honest answer. Honest. <laughs> no, <laughs> dead. Um, I don't have an answer for that, so I have to take a chili. You said it because I, I don't know. I mean, any I believe in any solo album from any of the boys whenever they want to do it. Yeah, we've always been open for that. You know, you know. Think about Dave Grohl. He left. Was it Nirvana? Yeah, I think you know. The thing is special you about the Vamps. We kind of help each other out. We work together. But of course, there's time in the future where. Oh my god, I'm struggling. <laughs> of course, there's time in the future where uh, we're gonna do our own thing. Well, yeah. people will do. We we have to do our own thing to be humane. You know, of course. James going in the jungle, blah blah blah. Brad writing for other people. Like, yeah, I think that's so important. I kind of want to do it anyway. You want to do, do this for me? Do it. You want to? Okay, if I do half of this, you do the rest. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you rock and roll star, baby. How bad are they? Just to be clear, every, everyone was COVID tested before this interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We swabbed me on the way in. That's instant. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I think that's a, the smaller <laughs> ones are the, the. <laughs> how have you, how have you done that? I'm sweating, I'm sweating. The champagne makes it worse. Oh my yeah, God! Your eyes. We screwed you with that. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. That's why I look so surprised because you just fucking. That was so it. bad. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Good. Oh my God. You know what? You're gonna feel that in the morning. The hoop of fire. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it out, Benny. Come on. Oh, That's so oh dude, have some milk. I've got yeah, some milk. <laughs> Play that so casual. <laughs> Don't expect to bring that game to the table without it being sprung on yourself. Thank you so much, Tristan, for joining us on the Danish Dinner Podcast. I'm going to go to the bathroom. It's Tristan Evans, everybody! <laughs> Thanks for having me, bro. Cold food, but hot guests. It's the 
Dangerous Dinners Podcast. I can, I still think my mouth is sweating from those chilies. Um, my God, they were hot. Tristan really held it down and made it look like he was a cool, cool chili handler man. And I let myself down. I ran upstairs after the podcast was finished and put shorts on because I thought I was going to poo myself. True story. Um, thank you to Tristan for taking the time to uh, come over to my house and be part of the podcast. He was fun, man. Really, really fun. Um, to watch all the best bits of this episode, they're on our YouTube channel right now, The Dangerous Dinners Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. And do you know what? I've not said this for a while. If you can give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, those things mean a lot. Um, if you just scroll down and give us a little, little review. Um, we're back for another episode same time next time every single Thursday get subscribed get it into your life for free on us love ya planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.